Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's 9.30. Time to start our early morning service. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why don't we give the Lord a hand praise today? Hallelujah. Why don't we lift him up on high right now? Hallelujah. Why don't we welcome him into this place right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we could, let's just stand and um, let's lead the Lord in prayer and then start this service. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and this hour. As we come before you right now, Lord Jesus, bless this service as we start this service today, Lord Jesus. We want to welcome you into this place right now, Lord Jesus. Come spend some time with us this morning, Lord Jesus. Come stay a while with us, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, allow us to lift you up in song and praise, Lord Jesus. Allow us to lift you up in your word today, Lord Jesus. Bless each and every person that's in the service today. In your holy name we pray. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.
profits, well, the church knows what's really there. Life groups will have a 15-minute meeting following church on Tuesday, February 27th. Baby dedication is March 10th at 9.30 a.m. Please see Sister Christy Lynn for more information. That's her right there. All right. <laughs> Life Kids are accepting donations of plastic eggs and candy for our annual egg hunt. See Sister Cheryl McGordon and Ashley Mason for more information. And the final announcement, this is supposed to happen today, immediately after service, okay? Immediately following church, Reverend Munden needs to meet with all who desire to go to Carol Wins for our life family trip. We have a great deal for our stay at Home 2 Hilton Suites, round at $107.95 plus tax. We, we need to know the preferred reserve dates between April 4th and, um, and 6th. Carol Wynn's tickets are on sale, and then it's got the online site to go to. And that is it for any of further announcements for right now. Um, yep, it's time for offering time. Everybody say offering time. Offering time. Amen.
Texas First Lady. I love them, appreciate them. I take it very seriously when I stand behind this desk. Amen. Amen. I'm going to begin reading from the Gospel of Saint of John, chapter 6. chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples in the Passover. A feast of the Jews was nigh. Verse 5. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith, he saith unto Philip, Which shall we buy bread that these may eat? Verse 6. And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Verse 10. And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number, about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were, that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. Verse 12, And when they were filled, he said unto the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with fragments, with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Amen. Amen. For the next few minutes, I want to preach to you, are your baskets full? Are your baskets full? Brother Munden, would you pray? Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, on this beautiful morning, Lord, to call on your name, Lord. The name, Lord, of glory, Lord. The name of healing, Lord Jesus. The name, Lord Jesus, of salvation. We pray, Lord, today, Lord, that as you speak through Reverend Fowler, Lord Jesus, that you would just minister to our hearts, Lord, to our spirit and our souls, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, for a breakout and a breakthrough, Lord Jesus, because the revival starts with me, Lord Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, we ask, Lord, for your word, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, to return, Lord Jesus, with great power and with great insight and with great knowledge. We thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I feel such faith in this house. It's something of note that the that this is the only miracle recorded in all four gospels, other than the resurrections. Most of the most of the miracles that were done, most of them were just in one or two books. But this was the only one, other than the resurrection, that was recorded in all four gospels. But here we find an interesting dilemma. Jesus seemingly was setting up, setting up the disciples, setting up these two, Andrew and Philip, in verses 5 and 6 to present the dilemma of needing to buy food for all the people. He gave his disciples the opportunity to solve the problem and when they simply couldn't figure it out. Jesus let them know his real plan to miraculously feed the people. Both Andrew and Philip, upon a quick appraisal of the accounts, Brother Munden concluded that there was insufficient funds to purchase the food that would be needed to feed the multitude. But I think it's something of note that the solution to the dilemma was not illuminated until 
what they had to offer was shown. We must realize that many times the solutions to our problems, our issues, our situations are right in front of our face or, or in the palm of our hands. We must learn that we have a duty and an obligation to present what we have to the Lord for Him to multiply and to use. And this, I didn't give, this verse wasn't, is not in my slides. But it, Romans 12 and 1 says, I, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's requirement for the miraculous to operate in our situations is for us to offer what we have to God and then watch as He blesses it and multiplies it for what is needed. You may be asking the question this morning of the Lord, Lord, what can you do about my situation, my dilemma, my circumstances? But I've come to tell you today that God's response to you today is, what have you brought into my presence? Is there a talent? Is there something that you could offer God that he could in turn use to answer the prayer that you've prayed? I've, I've mentioned it before, but several times in the Old Testament, Brother Parks, the Lord told the people, do not appear before me empty. God wasn't talking about they needed to run through Popeyes on the way to the temple, but he wanted them to come into his presence with purpose. Don't appear before God's presence with no purpose in your heart. The word empty there means purpose. Don't just wander haphazardly into God's presence, but come with something in your heart. What is your purpose today? For coming into the presence of God. What, what have you come today? Was it out of habit? Was it to see some friends? Some may say it's not a bad show for a dollar. But if your answer today is nothing to do with God. And simply social in nature. You may want to reevaluate your purpose. For coming this morning. The Bible. Doesn't say anything about the boy. Other than that he used his lunch. To feed everyone. He had to have been willing to offer it up. I don't think the disciples would have just taken it from him. The boy's need was met. He had prepared for whatever situation, whatever his day was going to be like. He had brought his lunch. He had prepared for his journey. Yet no one else that day had done what he did to prepare. The boy had nothing to gain from what I can read in this interaction with the disciples. What, what was a sacrifice to the, to the lad, to the boy, was a blessing to someone else. The Bible instructs us, freely ye have received, freely give. There may be times when our sacrifices, when our offerings will help someone else be saved. When was the last time you did something to help someone knowing that you would get nothing in return from them? As long as we will offer our abilities and our giftings to God, He will use it and multiply it to either help you or help someone else grow. There's no reason, and I'm going to say this several times, but there's no reason to leave the presence of God today the same way that you came. You may have come hungry, but you can leave filled. The solution to your dilemma is not in a self-help book written by Dr. Parks. It's not in a book written by any number of subject matter experts. The solution to your dilemma is found in your willingness and obedience to be used by God and to offer what you have for His purpose. God equips His people and provides solutions when we will offer what we have. God's requirement for us is to have purpose and an offering that should not be strange to anyone. An offering shouldn't be strange to anyone in this room today. When we go to the grocery store, when we go to our restaurants, we, we, we expect to receive something from those, from those places that we go to. But in order to receive something, and it's, it's a simple illustration, but 
There's something that we have to give in exchange for what we're expecting to receive. It's no different this morning when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. In order for us to receive what we have need of, there has to be a divine exchange between heaven and earth. Where we offer something to the master in order to receive what we have asked for. Exodus chapter 4, verses 8 through 17. Verse 8 of Exodus 4. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first son, that they will believe the voice of the latter son. Verse 9. And it shall come to pass. If they will not believe. Also these two sons. Neither hearken unto the voice. Thou shalt take. Of the water of the river. And pour it upon the dry land. And the water which thou takest out of the river. Shall, shall become blood upon the dry land. Verse 10. And Moses said unto the Lord. O my Lord I am not eloquent. Neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb or deaf, or the seeing of the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Verse 13. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him who, whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses and he said is not Aaron the Levite thy brother I know that he can speak well and also behold he cometh forth to meet thee and when he seeth thee he will be glad in his heart verse 15 and thou shalt speak unto him and put and put hit, and put words in his mouth and I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth and I and will teach you what ye shall do verse 16 and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, the, and he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of a God. Verse 17, and thou shalt take this rod in thine hand wherewith thou shalt do signs. This is a unique exchange between the prophet Moses and God. God was with Moses and he had equipped him to do the task at hand that he had called him to do. Yet Moses felt that he was inferior to the task at hand. Moses was foolish for not believing God and making excuses. But I would think to this point in Moses' experience with God that he would have realized that the Almighty God was with him and that God could help him in whatever he had to do. Many times humanity has a keen ability to forget the, to forget the fact that God is all powerful. Stop making excuses today for your shortcomings and let God use you for his glory. You might ask how to know if you are qualified by God on any level or any capacity. But I would submit to you this morning that the very fact that you're here in the house of God qualifies you to be used by God. Moses was undoubtedly the single most influential person in the Old Testament, in my opinion. Yet he was self-conscious about his believed shortcomings. Your perception... And God's reality are not the same thing. I'll say that again. Your perception and God's reality are not the same thing. How are you coming into God's presence? One of the most important things to understand is who and what we are. We are king's kids. We are royalty. If you have been born again of the water... Now the Spirit, according to the New Testament, you have an amazing resource at your disposal. You have a phone a friend, if I could coin a phrase from Regis Philbin. But if you're in trouble, if you're in need, call Jesus. 
If I'm honest with you in here today, many times I come into the presence of God. I've maybe not had the best week. The cares of the life, of life and of the world have weighed on me. They've beaten me down. They've, my tank is empty. I've got nothing to offer to God when I come into his presence. But I find and I found over my relationship with God in my life that if I can find some saints of God who I know have spent time in the presence of God, who've been before the throne room, who've been on their knees before God, if I could just get close to those men and women that sometimes is able to elevate me, it's able to pull me in. If I could get Brother Munden, Brother, Brother Parks, I wanted to do a little illustration. So, just... Both hands. So there's a term, and y'all can just y'all can just sort of walk around. So there's a term, and Brother Munden will know this because he's a NASCAR fan. But there's a term in NASCAR that's called drafting. And if you're not familiar, essentially drafting the, the lead car is obviously faster than the car behind it. So the lead car is driving at a speed. The car that's following in a close second. But if that second car can get close enough to that first car, mechanics and, and all that, but the aerodynamics and the speed of that first car, it's like a magnet. It just sort of, they sort of lock in. And that second car, it may, the, the second car is undoubtedly not as fast as that first car. But that second car, if it can get close enough to that first car, there's a, there's a connection, there's a link that's formed. And that, that first car is able, it cuts through the wind, it cuts through all the obstacles, and that second car is able to benefit from the first car, its, it's aerodynamics and its speed, its power. Thank you, gentlemen, that was wonderful. Sometimes it's like that in the kingdom of God. But if I, if I could just get behind a saint of God, if I could just get in behind them, I may not be up to full speed yet. I may not be going at the, at the speed and the pace that they're going, but if I could just get close enough, if I could just draft in behind that saint of God for just a short period of time, then I know that I could be pulled into the presence of God. There's also something that I've noticed that when you see a flock of birds, if you ever see birds flying, large birds flying in a, at a high elevation, in a V formation, if you watch them, the bird in the front, he will not always be leading. He will, because the bird in the front exerts more energy than the birds in the back of the formation because there's no updraft for them to fly in. So what they do is the leader will fly for a, a prolonged period of time and then that leader will, will fall back and draft into the rest of the pack and someone else will move up and take the lead. Sometimes you may need to lead, sometimes you may lead, or sometimes you may need to follow. It's good to, it's good to be able to do both. If you have lived for God for any length of time, you should be able to lead to some degree without someone needing to hold your hand. That's a sign of spiritual maturity if you're able to do that. As a leader, you have to know when to relinquish command and take a rest and allow someone else to lead and to fall, to lead and flow. If you are a follower, there should be times when you can be called upon by the leader to take the lead while they catch their breath. There's nothing wrong with that. It used to be years ago in the old church that the pastor did everything. The pastor did it not like, and it, it's, I'm so glad it's, it's not that way anymore. Pastors are able to delegate and, and let, let us, to take the burden off. 
may not have had the best week. I may come into the presence of God limping, battered, bruised by the cares of this life, but I'm here. This is why when you come into the presence of God, you robe yourself in a garment of praise and prepare yourself for worship. You just may be helping someone else out of a pit, out of a mess that they're in themselves. What may seem mundane to you may be someone else's deliverance in the wings waiting. It's those times when I don't feel like lifting my voice or praying that if I can find a saint of God that can touch the throne, I can find myself listening to them pray. There's times when you don't have the words to say, you don't have the prayer, you don't have it in you, you're empty, but you just come and you can hear someone just begin to pray as they're touching the throne of heaven. And you just begin, I find myself listening and just say, Lord, yeah, that was good. What they said, apply that to me. There are times when you're so brokenhearted that the nights are so dark. You don't have the words or strength to pray. It's those times when we need someone that we can get close enough to. To be, to be able to pull us in to the presence of God. If you're an outdoorsman or you like to build fires. There are times when there may be some wood that's wetter than the other wood. But I found, Brother Munden, if you begin to build the fire with the dry wood, you can take that wet wood and you can just set it next to that fire. And over the course of time, that heat from that fire will begin to draw out that moisture. Draw out all those Whatever the weather, whatever the elements has left in there, before long that wood is dry and it's ready to go on the fire. If you don't feel the presence of God, maybe you need to find a saint of God, find a man or woman of God who's in the presence of God and is connected to heaven and maybe their prayer and their praise will take you to a new place and elevate you. In God's presence. I'm preparing to close. Amen. You can you can all stand. There should never be a service where you leave the same way that you came. That little boy that left his house that morning had no idea that his lunch would be one of the most popular meals ever recorded in human history. Who knows where the little boy was going that day when his lunch, with his lunch packed. He had no idea that the backdrop for this meal was a series of miracles and healings that Jesus had performed and the scores of people followed him because of the miracles which he saw. I don't know if there was any expectation from the boy when he gave them his lunch that it would be multiplied thousands of times over and over and used the way it was. What is your expectation today? What have you brought to, into the presence of God? The Gospel of Matthew chapter 15 Verses 21 through 28. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I'm not come but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped. Worship can change your destiny. 
Worship can change your family. She came and worshiped, saying, Lord, know me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, True Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. True Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Worship will stop the Lord in his tracks. Worship can change the mind of God. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, A woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Worship will change your fortune and your destiny with God. The time of the Gentiles had not yet come, yet Jesus' response to this woman seems harsh. But he was being honest with her. He deliberately placed a barrier between himself and the woman that only faith could overcome. The metaphor of the father's bread cast to dogs is seen, while it's seemingly harsh to us today at the time, was accurate appraisal of the situation. The woman, the woman knew the reputation of Jesus. And she had come to him for a specific purpose and a reason on that day. She knew that if she could just make a request of the master that her daughter would be made whole. She came with purpose into the presence of God. She brought her worship to God, even though it wasn't customary to even have anything to do with the Jews. But I submit to you today, what have you brought into the presence of God? Have you brought yourself alone with no purpose, no requests, and no worship? There's no reason today to leave the same way that you came. Jesus' response to this woman's, woman's worship was healing and deliverance for her daughter. I ask you again today, are your baskets full? Amen. She's going to sing. The altar is open today. Let's talk to God.
Thank you, Jesus. God, just give me you. Give me your presence, oh God, this morning. God, because I know if I can find your presence, if I can make it, God, into the throne room of heaven, God, I know that everything will be all right. I know that the, the answers to my questions are on the other side of my worship and my praise this morning. God, we've come into your presence. God, we've not come empty, God, but we've come expecting, God, to receive something from you today. God, because we know that you have all power. We know, God, that you're able, God, to hear and answer prayer. You're the God that hears and answers prayer. God, you're our provider. God, you're our strong tower and our fortress. Our hope, God, is in you. Our hope is in the name of Jesus Christ. Because we know, God, that through the waters of baptism, that's how our sins are remitted, through the power of the name of Jesus. God, and today I speak the name of Jesus in this house. God, over every situation, over every infirmity, over every disease, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that those things, God, that have hindered us, God, that have bound us today, God, that you would break those shackles. God, that you would break those chains. God, that there would be deliverance in this house. That there would be healing, God, to go forth in this house today. God, I speak the name of Jesus. I speak against every spirit, God, that would hinder God, your people. God, every spirit of oppression, every spirit of depression. God, today I pray the prayer of faith. And I command those things to leave in the name of Jesus. They have no place. We take authority over every sickness, over every disease today, God, that has attacked your people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, we speak peace. God, to every infirmity, to every situation, to every sickness. God, because we know that you have all power. We know, God, that you're able. There is nothing, God, that's too hard for you. You are the Lord that healeth your people.
offer deliverance for the captives. God, that you would set the captives free in this house. Set at liberty, God, those that are bound. God, bring sight, God, to those that are blind spiritually. God, I pray grace and I pray mercy. God, I don't pray your judgment, God, but I pray grace and I pray mercy. God, that you would extend your grace and your mercy, God, and for those in the, that are in this room, and if the trumpet were to sound, God, and they would be lost. God, I pray your grace and I pray your mercy, God, would be extended to them. God, for a season, God, that you would draw upon their hearts. God, that you would draw upon them. God, that you would convict them. God of the life, God of the sin, God that they're living. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. somebody. You need to be strengthening somebody. There's a community in the kingdom. The kingdom is not an individual person. The only individual in the kingdom is Jesus Christ. And that's who we're following. That's who we're after. That's who we emulate everything after. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, please do not forget all of our announcements. And if you do desire, I want to have a quick meet for about three to five minutes with anybody who is considering you need some information for our life and our annual life family trip, which is coming up April 4th through 6th. So we need to pick the specific dates. And, um, and I have, we got a good deal. So I need to definitely uh, meet with you before you leave right now. Because tomorrow I have to make the reservation. You don't have to pay today, but I have to make the reservation for the rooms tomorrow. Then we have to know about two weeks out, definitively, we have to pay for it. So. But today is the day that we um, have to find out so I can make the reservations, all right? Um, we already took up the offering and all that. Is that the step out? All right, all right. Well, praise the Lord. So uh, definitely, man, my allergies are going crazy. Y'all pray for everybody who have allergies around. <laughs> I've, been, I've been all in and out, so I'm missing out a lot. But great word, Reverend Fowler, thank you much. And to all of our saints, as we... If you could all please stand. If you're not standing already, we go ahead and pray and close out this service. And um, be in prayer for Pastor as he is um, in his, some of his educational training um, today. Um, as a nurse, you know, sometimes it takes us away. Usually he works through the weekdays, but we're praying for him today for his safe travels, all right? And for him to do well in all his studies. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, that your word, Lord, has come forth, Lord, through Reverend Fowler, Lord. Something, Lord, to prick our hearts, Lord Jesus. 
that you may be able, Lord, to minister to us, Lord, that you may be able to strengthen us, Lord, to turn, Lord, our heart, Lord, from one of stone, Lord, ye, to one, Lord, that beats, Lord, the blood, Lord, that flows from Calvary, Lord. We cannot do it on our own, Lord, and from the beginning of creation, Adam was alone and by himself, but the Lord brought him fellowship, fellowship in the kingdom, so he may be able to be encouraged, be strengthened, and even though we may not always do it right, Lord, we know that there's no kingdom without the community. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We plead your blood over Reverend Fowler for this great message and over the saints that we're here to hear today and all those that are online with us today. We thank you. We praise you. We plead your blood. Go with God and be blessed in Jesus' name. And the congregation said amen. Amen. All right. Please do not forget next Saturday at 2 p.m. we will be having the going home service for Brother Chris, um, Sister Joy's husband. We're definitely sorry to hear about the past, you know, Brother Chris. He's definitely a, a meek and mild man, and we are praying for you and your family. And Brother Shelley, as you take that lead as um, for your family, as the men and women in your family, we'll keep you lifted up in prayer. and pray that this is a great opportunity as they come out next week to continue to minister to them and to you as you, Sister Joy, has not skipped a beat. She was at prayer yesterday, still doing the same thing, but we have to still pay, pray for strength for them. Thank you for all of those who have been bringing them meals as we support them as they prepare, all right? God bless and go with God. Thank you. 